your name is today. <laughs> I log into something different. For those who cannot see our screens, I log into something different every time that is somehow related to the phone calls Taylor and I have before we start recording. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do all our catching up like on the pod, but other times like we have a pre-pod yeah. phone call. Because um, you yeah. have quite a bit of our personal lives, but not all of it. Oh, yeah. But there's there remains to be seen a lot. But I don't get to choose a name each week, which makes me kind of sad. Well, that's weird. Yeah, because I don't have to, like, sign in or anything because I'm the host. Well, cool. This is voracious. Something to sink your teeth into. We're glad y'all are here. That's Marley Foster. And she's Taylor Ginter. (laughs) She's in Houston, Texas. And Taylor's in, you're in Cedar Rapids? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> I know Iowa. Um, Cedar Rapids. I say confidently you were in Cedar Rapids. Iowa, yes. As a declarative statement. I, I hope am. to come visit you soon, at least in Chicago. Yeah. Not, not too much going on in Cedar Rapids. Although the leaves are changing and it's actually quite beautiful. I've been enjoying fall. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, like, I think last year, because I didn't, like, ever fucking leave my apartment last year because of COVID. (laughs) Okay, none of us did. Well, yeah, but I didn't, like, see the leaves actually changing that much. But now, like, on, like, my daily drive, it's, like, the trees get, like, progressively more yellow and orange and red. And, like, it's cool. It's really pretty. That's awesome. Cool. Okay, so last... I think we should jump straight into it because this chapter is thick. With yeah, it is thick. Last week we did like four chapters. We did. And I feel like it was the same amount of shit happened as happened in like this one chapter. Pretty much. Yeah. So we're getting later and later. Last week we did 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So like the party is well underway. (laughs) And now for this week we're talking about 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. And shit is really popping off i feel like last week obviously there was a lot of tension but it was all individual tension for each of the siblings so kit kissing ricky and having her sexuality realization um hud learning that ashley's pregnant and that he's gonna have to tell jay that he's he and ashley are together and are gonna stay together jay finding out about Hud and Ashley, but, like, separately. Mm-hmm. And Nina and fucking Brandon um, and Casey. Fuck and Casey. Brandon. Fuck Honestly, Brandon. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Fuck this man. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. But they got <laughs> all of these individual sort of, like, I want to call them little fires. Like, little. we don't have fire yet, but I want to use the fire analogy because we're getting there. So they have all of their little individual sparks that I was going to say sparks, yeah. Starting to, like, build. And in this section, 1 a.m. to 2 a.m., shit's popping off. And things are things are coming to a head. And we're now having these individual um, sort of challenges meet each other and create some very real conflict. Finally, like, things are finally starting to spark and, like, burst those little like new year's eve poppers you like throw on the ground we're like Mm -hmm. getting more aggressive we're graduating from those to like sparklers fireworks oh yeah we're about to have the fireworks yeah Uh, 
I love all these like um, pyrotechnic analogies. <laughs> <laughs> feeling, feeling spicy, feeling fiery today. I lit some candles before recording. Oh, I should have done that. That's lo- that sounds lovely. I lit a candle this morning, but not tonight. So, what do you want to say first about one a.m. to two a.m.? What's most on your mind? What? Oh what's my god, Kit always. Oh, we love Kit. We love Kit. This part was so wholesome. I know. Okay, do you want? Okay, let's. Will you recap it for us? Yes, we- I would love to. Gosh. Um. So Kit and Ricky are making out, and Ricky is like. I mean, he's pretty hype. He's like, this is the girl. Like, he's been he's into like Kit in for so her. long. Yeah. Um, but, like, he kind of starts to seem... Like, he can tell, like, she's not super into it. Like, he's reading her body language. And it's like... Yeah. He stops and asks her, like, do you actually want this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just, like, kisses him more. But then finally he's like, no. Like, tell me what's going on. Which is, like, A plus for Ricky. I mean... Yeah. That is, like, bottom line. Like, you should be reading the body cues of your partner. But just, like, I've never seen, like, consent laid out like this so well in a book. And just, I really liked this mm-hmm. scene. Um, yeah, and it felt very natural and very forced. Like, he's really into her, but he can tell that she's not really feeling it. And so he stops and he addresses it. and Because it feels like he actually does care about care. her as a yeah. person. Um which was really sweet. And she finally does tell him that she thinks she likes girls. And I think he's the first person she's ever said that to. Yeah. And I love his reaction. He's like, hmm, that makes sense. Girls are hot. <laughs> yeah. Which was really sweet. Like, I don't know if, I, if like, I don't know what the state of homophobia was in California in the 1980s. But, like, I guess I was kind of surprised that he was so... Um, yeah relaxed about it but i do appreciate that for her that he really was like a true friend in that moment yeah he was a really good person to tell first yeah and i think and kit even says like she really does want to be like real serious friends with him she's not just blowing him off like she actually really likes him yeah because like at the end do you have the page open like the part yeah. where she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Will you read that line? Yeah, okay. So they're talking and she says, you know, she really does want to be friends with him. And he's like, okay, great. So if we're actually friends, will you teach me how to surf? Because you're so good and you're so talented. And he's like kind of just joking around and like trying to make her feel better. Um, and she's like, nobody's as good as I am. He's like, I know. So this is also nice because Kit has sort of been in her sibling shadows all this time, especially when it comes to her surfing. And so it is nice that we have this moment here where he recognizes that she's like kind of is the shit and kind Mm -hmm. of is really great at what she does. Um, So it's cool to see her have that moment of recognition from him. And so she says, all right, I'll teach you. And then she leaned over and she kissed Ricky on the cheekbone. It was the first time Kit had kissed someone with all of her heart. So sweet. Like, especially because she'd been, like, so, like, quote-unquote passionately kissing him before, but, like, it didn't really mean anything. But then, like, to go from that to actually kissing him with all of her heart, like, I really liked that. Yeah, it's a really beautiful way to put it. But also, like, intimacy is such a funny thing. 
you know, like what we sort of expect to be the most intimate is not always mm. meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where we leave Kit for now. So, so far, like, yeah, Kit's going to have to deal with this for the rest of her life and deal with talking to her, her family. Um, but she seems like she's going to be okay. Like, that's sort of the sense I'm left with at the end of this is, like, she did the scary thing and it turned out okay. And that gives me hope for her going forward. Yeah. Um, the other siblings not so lucky Mm -hmm. yeah who do you want to jump to next um i would like to i think i want to talk about nina and brandon mostly because Uh, i really don't like brandon uh, and i don't want to spend much time on him (laughs) so we start the chapter with brandon we get basically the the divorce the split from nina from brandon's perspective and i really don't want to spend a lot of time on him because i don't like him mm-hmm. um which means he's very well written like he's effective <laughs> uh, but basically brandon started losing at tennis didn't know how to handle it felt like nina was pitying him so then when he met another tennis star named carrie soto and she sort of was giving him like tough love about it he was really attracted to that because it was a different response than he'd gotten from anyone else about losing, um, which motivated him and he started winning again. And then I think he conflated that winning with loving Carrie. And so they get together because Carrie's really serious about him. They just hooked up initially, but then she's like, you know, I'm, I'm serious. I want to be with you. I'm not just going to like sleep with you behind your wife's back. And so he leaves Nina. She's says, like, shit or get off the pot. I yeah, which that. I'm like, all right, I respect it. I respect it. Um, so he goes, he's with Carrie, but then he sort of realizes like he can't keep just pushing. Like she's really intense and he can't keep up and he can't keep pushing through the pain, nor should he. And he starts to miss Nina. Like her softness. Yeah, and so then he just like dumps Carrie super quickly. I think he wakes up one morning and he's like, "You're so mean. You're awful. Like I can't do this. I need to <laughs> back." And just like leaves again, which yeah, he shouldn't have been with Carrie in the first place. But like, wow, what a terrible way to handle that. Um, and so then he comes back to Nina at the party, like we saw a few chapters ago. And again, it's still all just about me, me, me. What do I need? What do I want? Um, no consideration that maybe Nina won't take me back or maybe I need to change in order to earn her trust back or maybe you know I've messed this up too much and I need to work on myself no consideration of that at all it's just like wow I'm sad and losing and I need sympathy and Carrie won't give it to me I need to go back to Nina like no critical thinking at all even when like well okay I'm gonna fast forward a little bit and say like he Nina finally like puts her foot down and is like no like I'm not like I'm over this and like even when he's trying to decide like he's like okay I gotta get one of them back like it's not like who do I like more like who Mm -hmm. would like support me better who would compliment me better it's like I need someone like I can't have Mm -hmm. lost two amazing women like I'm Brandon like there's no way I could have lost both like which one can I win back like 
Like he yeah. can't. It's a competition for him. Like he can't stand losing, and that's when he wants these women. Is when he's lost them. He doesn't oh, want them. Once he yeah. Has them. Yeah. Right. And like to to jump forward because I really don't want to spend too much time on him. Um. So we're at the party, and Carrie shows up at the house because apparently brandon had only left her like that morning and now he's back with nina asking her to take him back and so carrie shows up the house with all his shit and she originally was just trying to get an explanation from him like what the fuck happened i thought we were together i thought like what what happened what changed but then she gets increasingly upset which is understandable because he's a dick and she's like throwing his clothes like in the front yard and like causing a scene and people are watching and Nina finally goes out there to try to like break it up and she just decides like fuck this I'm out like I'm not taking him back she's like jealous of Carrie because Carrie is like getting mad and throwing a tantrum and doing all these things that Nina has always wanted to do Mm -hmm. but never been able to and she just finally decides like I'm done I'm not taking Brandon back um, I was so proud of her. I'm so glad that that lapse in judgment only lasted for a couple chapters. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I love her friend, Tareen. Like, I feel like she oh God, was really yeah. a big supporter of Nina and, like, helped her realize, like, you you don't have to put up with other people's shit. Like, you get to yeah. do what you want. And, like, yeah. Love this character development. Yeah. No, and Tareen seems like a good friend. So I'm glad Nina has sources of support in her life. Obviously, she has her siblings. Siblings, yeah. But I'm glad she has other sources of support. Because in the sibling dynamic, like, that's pretty complicated, too. Because, of course, they all support Nina and want Nina to take care of herself and do what's best for her. But she has also sort of played their caretaker for a really long time. Yeah. And so it's just a different dynamic than a friend and someone who's really coming to you like on an equal playing field right I don't think her siblings can push her as much as Tareen can yeah and I don't think they can relate maybe as well Mm. Um, I would assume because Tareen seems like she's in a similar like industry and a similar age yeah it's just different Um, definitely a different dynamic your friends versus your family so I'm glad she has her there because i think a lot of times we do need that reminder like no you're not a bad person for like not putting up with this <laughs> like you're right to call bullshit and not take it yeah so, definitely glad nina's stepping into that power that's all i want to say about brandon hate him mm-hmm. um very he's very effectively written because i feel so strongly in a negative way towards him but yeah, I think that's his whole MO is he cannot stand losing, does not know how to cope with it. But once he has what he wants, he gets bored and has very little consideration for how his actions affect those around him. Very similar to Mick. Yeah. Which, should we talk about Mick? Well, do you have anything else you want to say about Brandon and Nina? Um, or Brandon and Carrie or like that whole thing not really okay he summed it up <laughs> yeah then we can we can move on to Mick why don't you take it away um so Mick 
rolls up to the party. We're going very out of chronological order here. We are. But that's okay. I think like all of this, in my opinion, is sort of happening at the same time and like different yeah. and different things. So, you know, we're we're true to the telling of the story. Yeah. Yeah, because Mick rolls up and like he walks in the door and Mm-hmm. like literally the party stops like people gasp and like the dj like the guy who took over djing like his Tareen's boyfriend slips. yeah Tar- yeah Tareen's boyfriend his hand slips and the record scratches and then like stops and it's like a whole like whoa, whoa. like i just imagine like you know total cinematic moment mm-hmm. um everyone looking at mick but like the only people that weren't there to see him are nina yeah all the kids because nina's on the front porch like chewing out brandon not chewing him out but like telling him to go dealing with his issues yeah um kit is like in the outdoor shower with um ricky Ricky. but they're just Um, chilling no they're just chilling and then jay and hud are jay is beating the shit out of hud which we'll get to soon (laughs) and then um what's the half sister's name again casey um casey's upstairs like in nina's bedroom so yeah like again tjr has done a great job of like laying out all the pieces and putting all the siblings in a spot where like yeah just like lining up the dominoes but like lining it up so that they're not yeah there for mick but no nina does see Nina she sees, sees him. him. That's the very end. We will skip to this because that's the very end of the chapters. He walks into the party. Um, and yeah, all eyes turn to him. And again, he's sort of acting in a... So I'm trying to find the page where he um, shows up. And he's yeah. very sort of self-centered um there's a woman who like asks like sort of approaches him and seems like she's kind of into him um but mick brushes her off because i'm gonna read this line mick had learned nearly 25 years ago that his gravitational pull was such that he had to repel anyone he did not wish to actively attract and i think that's such a telling line because i'm sure that that's true i'm sure like with any degree of fame or celebrity you do have to be really explicit about your boundaries because there are going to be people who are just fascinated by you know the persona and the idea of you and attracted to that um, regardless of whether or not there's actually a spark or anything sort of chemistry with you as a person but like also what a dick he's like wow this woman just tried to ask me my name she must be hitting on me she must like want me for something and my gravitational pull like i'm the sun Mm -hmm. and everything revolves around me like that's that's intense um and that's a lot uh so i think that's very telling that that's sort of the first interaction that we see him have in this house um yeah and then he's in the party and nina after she after she left brandon in the front yard she also agreed to um leave the house oh yeah that's a whole other thing this is a side note that we didn't address um but brandon's like you can't kick me out this is my house and she's basically like fine take it take the house it's yours and that i think is a huge relief for her because we know she hated the house she never wanted it um, and so I think it's like a weight off of her shoulders. 
to not have it. But then she and Tareen go and hide in the walk-in pantry and like drink for a little while. <laughs> um, and when Nina comes out, that's when she sees Mick. That's right. And she sees him from yeah. like behind at first. She but she's like him immediately. Yeah. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> she's like, you don't forget like the even the back of your dad's head. Like Yeah. I mean, and she has such like I I really love the way TJR wrote about Nina's reactions to him. Can I read a few Yes, please. Lines? Okay. She felt both intense familiarity and staggering strangeness as she looked at him. This man she knew so well, this man she barely knew at all. The combination made Nina feel dizzy. And then um, Nina's asking Tareen, like, oh, how does he look? Because Nina can't quite bear herself to, like, look at his face. And Tareen's like, oh, no, he looks really good. He looks just like he does in the magazines. Um, and Nina's like, oh, okay. Nina feels like that's a little bit comforting in some ways. Because she's like, oh, well, at least if I only saw him in magazines. At least it's, like, true to life. At least I know him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she sort of gets this thrill that he is sort of good looking still um, and like takes a sense of pride in that, which sort of surprises herself. And that's so many mixed emotions. Cause she's the one who had a relationship with him, even, you know, all those years ago. And she was so young when he left for the last time, she remembers him. And like, he was her dad. Uh, he was all of their dads. Right. But like, I don't know that the others have any memories of him as a father. Mm. And so it was really sort of like melancholy to have these moments of like, she doesn't know him at all, but she does. And he's here in her house. That's not her house anymore. And like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like, what is she supposed to do with this? Yeah. It's a very like uncharted situation. Yeah, and what she does, her first reaction is to eat off a plate of cheese because I think she's finally decided, fuck it, like I'm not going to worry about <laughs> my modeling shoes. I'm going to eat what I want, which honestly, mad respect. Um, and she doesn't even go up to Mick. Her first thought is, I'm going to find my siblings. But what she does first, she can't find Kit or her brothers easily, and so she goes to find Casey. Because Casey's the only one at the party who had actually been looking for Mick. Yeah. She takes her plate of cheese. <laughs> she walks up to see Casey. Girl, after my own heart, honestly, <laughs> take this next with you. It's your own damn house. <laughs> and there, she's in Brie. I'm like, we got some good cheese. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and that's where the, we do have more to talk about in this chapter, but that just to like mark where we are in the story, that's where the chapter ends. So Mick is here. Nina sees him and she's, she's the only one you see but we have to talk about one of the major oh my god okay can I talk about Jay and Lara and then you can talk about Jay and Hud take it away baby okay I'm just here for the romance <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like you tune into the like the family dynamics of everything and I'm like I just, I'm just here for the relationships I appreciate like, that you're honest about it. <laughs> um, so Jay and Lara are in Hud's car, 
and they end up hooking up. Like, so Jay finds like he's looking. Idea. I know, right? Like Jay's looking for the condom, and that's when he finds the The photos. Yeah, the photos of Ashley and Hud. Um, But yeah, like Jay still has sex with Lara, and that was like, yeah, he's like, maybe it'll distract me. Yeah, like boy, learn how to deal with your emotions. But afterwards, he. I mean, he's obviously not in a great headspace, but he tells Lara, he's like, no, you know what? I do love you. She's like, oh, Jay. And he's like (laughs) expecting her to like burst into tears and be like, oh my God, I love you too. And she's just like, I don't think we're looking for the same thing. Like, and he's like, what? Um, And she like, she blows him off. She's like, I'm not looking for a relationship. Like, you read this wrong and he like he just gets very mad very angry and like tells her like oh like you're not the girl who like who you want to get married to like he thinks that's like the biggest insult he can come up with yeah Um, she's really not bothered by it (laughs) yeah she's like okay and then like leaves which like go lara like she i really appreciated that she was like so level-headed and yeah like, especially because, you know, usually, like, in portrayals of situations like this, like, women would be the ones who, like, would get super emotional and kind of, like, lose their cool. Yeah. But, like, here, like, Jay very much has lost his cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I have such mixed emotions about Jay in this moment. Because on the one hand, like, he's kind of being a dick. Like, he jumped the gun on the I love you and he really does have this fantasy of Lara that he has no idea how it lines up with the reality of her as a person. Um, and so I do think he's kind of being a dick and like mishandling this, but at the same time, like he kind of can't catch a break right now. Like he actually broke up with him and that was the first time he'd ever been broken up with. I don't think he handled those emotions very well. Um, but like, so he has those unresolved feelings about Ashley and being sort of dumped for the first time. Um, plus this fear about his heart and what the fuck he's going to do with himself and his life and where he's going to find his self-worth, not being able to surf. And now like he had all this, this fantasy and all this hope about Lara that has just been completely shot to hell. And so, like, I could see how he feels like he's losing so much Mm. in this moment. And I still don't think that's not not an excuse. That's absolutely not an excuse for his behavior. And he clearly needs, like, better coping mechanisms. mechanisms. Um, But I do just want to acknowledge, like, that's a lot to be grappling with emotionally at one time. No, I appreciate that acknowledgement because, like, I think the Plus reason he feels betrayed by his brother. Sorry, I forgot about that, but that's a big yeah, one. Yeah, we'll get to betrayal. that in a minute. Yeah, I sorry. think like I overlook people like Jay a lot. Where like I mean, I'm by people. I guess I mean like macho cis straight men. <laughs> and like I don't think about the emotions that they have because I don't see them very clearly. And so, like, I didn't really feel bad for Jay. I was like, oh, Jay, you fucked up. <laughs> but, like, I mean, he did, but I guess I can just kind of see why he keeps fucking up. Like, he's having a rough time 
Yeah. Yeah, and he did never, like, he never learned how to deal with his emotions. Um, yeah. Well, and we've seen him, like, I think with him it has a lot to do with, like, questions of worth. Because I think we have seen him be really sweet and be really, um, like, a team player and part of a family. And, like, helping, like, a really contributing member in this family. Yeah. Um, but I think his worth is really wrapped up in who loves him and like his own like athletic performance and he's sort of losing all of that at both of those yeah yeah and doesn't know what to do with it on top of the fact that not only is he like losing these romantic partners but he feels betrayed by his brother i honestly think that's the biggest thing for him but he like, it's almost sort of the least talked about. Yeah, and it's almost like he channeled everything he's feeling about HUD, like, it channels that into, like, the opposite emotion into Lara. Like, he's feeling very betrayed by HUD, and, like, he's like, okay, I'm going to tell Lara I love her instead. Like, he's not, like, yeah. actively making that decision, but, like, that's just how his energy gets channeled. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, because I think... Like they're so close. They're they're practically raised like twins and their professional lives are locked together, their personal lives are locked together. Like this is an intense relationship that Jay and Hud have. And so I would imagine that that's got to have some strain on it just because that's what happens like in long-term relationships and in families, right? Like you can still love each other, but there's some shit that piles up. Like Mm. over time especially when you're so connected um no matter how good the relationship is um and so for jay to then feel betrayed by that um i would like i I hope we learn more about why he feels quite so betrayed because i'm not sure i totally like i can understand being upset but i don't know i feel like he's a little bit more upset than just HUD being with his ex Florence, but I, I mean, I've never been in that situation. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's more to it than that. Like, I remember at one point, he, like, he even called Ashley, like, his girlfriend now. Like, yeah, I forget the the, Yeah, I forget w- exactly when it was, but, like, he was still referring to her as his girlfriend. Like, he's, I think it is the, like, maybe a little bit kind of like Brandon like losing and like just not getting what you want and not having things like play out yeah. like under your control. Yeah. And then maybe on top of that. So it's that. And then not only are you losing and not only are things out of your control, but this person who's supposed to have your back, who's supposed to love you, who you love like more than almost anything who's never supposed to go against you or do you wrong is almost sort of like causing some of that loss, or at least it could be seen that way. Yeah. Actually left of her own volition aside from HUD, her leaving, I don't think had anything to do with HUD. Um, We know it did because like they started sleeping together before. Like Jay doesn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like this person who's supposed to like be on your side and have your back, um, 
kind of doesn't. And this might be the first time that HUD has like sort of picked someone else over Jay. Mm. We don't know, but I get that feeling. And but also, just like HUD, like standing up for himself, like it's almost yeah. similar character development for Nina, where it's like HUD wants Ashley, and he's not letting his and Jay's relationship get in the way of that. Like, yeah. Whereas before, he was always kind of the follower of Jay. Like he was the one on the sidelines taking photos, and like now he's really stepping up and right. taking what he wants. But, like, I I kind of loved the way that HUD handled this. Like, obviously, he should have mm-hmm. tried to stay earlier. It should not have gone on this long. But, I like, HUD, so HUD and Ashley had been on the beach and decided, okay, we're going to keep the baby. We're, we want to be together. We're going to be a family. Okay, we're committed to that. Everyone's on board. And then they're going back up to find Jay to have this conversation as Jay is also storming back in <laughs> to find HUD and have this altercation. Um, but I really love the way that Jay... J- sorry hud owned up to this in this moment he and jay are arguing and hud is admitting like i'm an asshole like i fucked up this is awful but then he says but i need you to understand something i'm not going to stop seeing her and i'm not going to let you stop speaking to me mm. so he's determined he's like you can be pissed all you want you're right i fucked this up i mishandled this however I love both of you. That's not changing. I will not accept anything less than having like the two most important people in my life still in my life. And I kind of loved that moment. Yeah. But it really escalates from there. Like Jay's so upset and just immediately goes for it and they start fighting. But like this was kind of wild. Um, HUD doesn't fight back. Because HUD's sitting there thinking, like, like he's stockier. He's built differently than Jay. Like, HUD would win. Which I didn't realize. I guess they did say that before. But I never, like, mm-hmm. pictured HUD. Like, I was picturing him as, like, the, like, I don't know. Just kind of, like, lanky, like, person no. that they would, like, look over. But, yeah, I know. He's, like, he's built. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm not going to fight back because I don't want to humiliate Jay even more. Even and I, more, think, yeah. I think there's also probably part of HUD that is a little bit like, you know, I kind of deserve this. Like, I messed up. Mm. I should be punished a little bit. He's not saying that, but I think that's what I'm sort of reading between the lines. Um, but HUD, it says, HUD would not further shame his brother. Jay and HUD had borne witness to the full scope of each other's lives. They had lived in the same rooms wished on the same stars, breathed the same air, been taught and reared by the same mother and teachers, been abandoned by the same father. They had traveled the same beaches, trespassed in the same oceans, surfed the same waves, stood on the same boards, made love to the same woman. But they were not the same men. They were not haunted by the same demons. They were fighting for different things. I thought that description was really incredible um because i don't think we get like fights are never described that way especially physical fights um but i really thought it was lovely because it's so true like hud is fighting but more like emotionally and mentally he's not like beating jay up in return um 
I think he's more in a place of like, if Jay needs to do this, that's fine. I deserve it. He'll get it out of his system and then we can like move forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Jay is just like so angry and so heartbroken and isn't really thinking beyond this moment. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have very much to add. I'm like, in awe over here i'm like damn you have some like really good deep readings on on these characters like just like the emotional intelligence i'm like dang i'm in awe thanks i really love this dude like that's part of why i'm so glad we're doing this podcast is because like i used to do this all the time this is like to me what the best parts of being an english major were about was reading these books and then writing like doing really close readings and getting to understand like not only the plot and the story but like what the writing itself is telling us in so much more detail um and getting to write about those things and talk about those things with other people and I've not really had that in like three or four years now Mm -hmm. so that's part of what I really love about doing this podcast is like it's it's obviously very different this is not a class this is not academic at all um but like digging into this book in a way that like I don't usually do this with just like casual casual stuff that I'm reading for myself. Um, but it's so much fun. It is fun. It like brings sorry, Paloma just like is sinking further and further into my lap and she's oh, on my headphones. Um, yeah, me too. Um no, it's fun and it like illuminates the text a lot more and like I think it makes the book even meatier like my dad was like oh it's just a beach read book and I'm like how dare you say that I'm (laughs) gonna be listening to this but I was like it's "It's so much more than that and I do feel like I'm getting a lot out of it because we get to talk about it so much too me too because like I don't think I don't think about all these things when I'm reading it myself necessarily yeah I'm just thinking about like the plot when I read yeah I'm like reading trying to understand like reading for comprehension right of the story but then it's these moments of like getting to talk about it and hearing what you have to say or the moments that stand out to you and then also getting to go back myself. Um, Yeah. And like talk through it. That's when these moments come um, with all this like extra meaning. So it's something that I really love and I'm really glad we can share it. um, Yeah. No, you were kind of giving me shit because I was like, I need a few minutes before we read this because I was like, or before we recorded because I needed to like skim back through. Oh, yeah. You're like, you read it so early on because like I get off from recording and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what happens next. And so I read, but then by the time we record the next week, like I forget what happens. But like when I'm skimming through, so like the first time I read it, it's like, I'm just in it like I can't wait to see what happens and like just in it for the plot but then the second time I'm reading it I'm like oh my god like making mental notes like I want to talk to Marley about this and this and I want to say that and like yeah (laughs) it's nice to get to revisit it and yeah like see what stands out and like put together like the bigger picture like the bigger pieces yeah see I should do that I usually read at the last possible minute like either the night before we record or sometimes like at lunch the day that we were because <laughs> um, I want to be fresh but also I have this like 
toxic trait that I'm working on where I just always assume I'm not gonna like something so much I think it's because I'm afraid of enjoying something and then losing it or like loving it and then it being done so I always tell myself like oh it's not that good like I don't want to read it or I don't want to watch it blah 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 but then I finally do it I'm like fuck this is great (laughs) I'm enjoying this so much so I always like procrastinate it but my rational excuse is that that means it's fresh for the pod but do you do you think that relates to people and relationships yeah i think it's <laughs> my whole life dude <laughs> it's yeah okay it's, you already had that insight i heard you speaking just now and i'm like whoa that <laughs> <laughs> i felt like <laughs> insightful but you've already thought about that <laughs> no 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 it is insightful but yes um it shows up in many ways in my life we part of what taylor and i were talking about earlier was like on the phone was different like relationship dynamics um and i feel like once i'm ready to make a commitment i am in it and i am committed and i'm in it for the long haul like joyfully so but it takes me a long time and a lot of like back and forth and research and thinking and talking and analyzing to get to a point where I'm ready to make that commitment. Um, And so that happens with like books and movies and TV shows and food that I should eat the last of and throw away, but don't want to, because I don't want it to be finished. Like I really have a lot of love for things and people, um, but I'm scared of it being temporary. Mm. So that's a little bit about my trauma. (laughs) (laughs) This has been trauma corner. Um, No, it doesn't have to be trauma. That's just like a personality trait that I choose to look at a look at in a positive light of like, Oh no, like I care. It means I care a lot. Um, And I am learning how to enjoy the ride a little bit more and savor the end of things rather than trying to put them off and avoid them. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I know finishing this will be, will be interesting. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a very intense ending. I'm glad. I think that'll help savor it though. And like help process it, having it together. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of what's fun about this too, is it's like, a shared experience um it's really nice and i like that this is a shared experience that we're having sort of um intentionally like mm-hmm. we decided to do this and are doing this together on our terms and making it work for the two of us like i think that's really cool yeah and i like that we have like a weekly like check-in with each other like it brings us oh, together yeah. each week you know it's like accountability <laughs> yeah it's nice because like Obviously, I like sending you TikToks and, like, texting you and Jess and, like, just casual, stupid little stuff like that. Um, But it is nice to have, like, more serious conversations. Yeah. More in-depth. Okay. I feel like I heard a yawn. Yeah. (laughs) So. I'm also sinking into this chair. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's do some logistics. Um, Okay. So I forgot to write the synopsis of last week's episode, which means that it has not been published yet. So tonight I'm going to write that and then the synopsis for this episode. And then Taylor, you will publish 
what's our publishing schedule? Yes, the when fans are the waiting. People, yeah, Kinley, we're coming. We're coming back. <laughs> and Daniel, too, my dad. Yes, we're coming. He's been texting me. Um, I will publish tomorrow, Friday. Hold me to that, too. Okay, both of them are just last week's? Just last week's. Okay. And then, oh, yeah, um, the other one, maybe Sunday? Okay. Halloween! Ooh, spoopy. Maybe Monday. Maybe Monday. Okay. <laughs> I know, because so- I'm just thinking, like, I think, I mean, I guess the pod listeners don't really need to hear this, but I'll be, like, <laughs> driving up to the Quad Cities tomorrow evening, so I'll publish fr- last week's before I drive up, and then I think I'm coming back Monday morning, so I'll publish, like, when I get back then. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what our next section should be. I think we have seven sections left. Oh, my gosh. Two, three, four, five, six. Six or seven sections left. Part of me is inclined, since we're so close to the end, to like slow it down <gasps> and just do one at a time. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, do half of one at a no. time. No. I'm like, I can't no, slow it down that no, much. No. They're not that long. Um, so let's just this do This one was pretty long. Three. This one was like 30 pages. Yeah. I think at least one of our last ones will be that long i think the next one's gonna be like closer to 15 um well let's do 2 a.m to 3 a.m okay yeah i'm down to slow it down okay also if we do one a week that'll lead us like up to christmas oh that's like this is like lining up with like the end of the year well i feel like that's perfect then we can start january with a new book yeah, no, I'm already thinking about our next book. Like, okay, do you remember last year or like a while ago, I was watching Firefly Lane, Firefly Lane. Yes. And then I bought the book. Yeah. I didn't end up reading the book, but I was thinking that could be a fun one to read because, like, the TV show, it like the whole first season, it felt like it got through the whole book, but it actually was only like the first half of the book. Really? So it's like I would know what happened in the first half but then have no idea what we're diving into in the second that's interesting i'm gonna be a maybe on that i did not love the tv show but also the best book one of the best books i've ever read was written by chris and hannah who wrote firefly lane so i'm really having mixed emotions about that um yeah was that as a contender. Um, the alaska book yeah the great alone one of the yeah. best books i've ever read highly recommend um I think, yeah, why don't we come up with some options and maybe we can, like, pull a w- one out of a hat or something. Ooh. Make or let pink. the people decide. Oh, yeah, we could. <laughs> let the fans decide. But I like that as an option. Cool. Yeah, I think it's just, like, something, like, kind of plot-driven with lots of characters. Like, I feel like that's lent itself well. We could do something... I agree. We could also do something scary. Scary. Or, like, like thriller. Or, I don't know. That's, like, murder mystery or something. Yeah. Like, I love a murder mystery. Yeah. That also feels very, like, character and plot-driven, though. I mean, I guess I'm talking about as opposed to, like, philosophical or historical. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be too much, like... <laughs> analytical like i just want to like talk shit you know and have a good time <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's fun because we get to like talk about other people's drama but it doesn't actually hurt anyone else because it's like not real people that we know oh, yeah yeah tjr is especially good for that because she has all these fake celebrities it's right oh okay i wanted to say one more thing so um it is about brandon's story but more so okay. it's um 
so he's a tennis player, right? And at one point he talks about like playing John McEnroe. And I was like, oh my God, I actually know this name because did you watch the Netflix series Never Have I Ever? Oh, is it that guy? Yeah. So the narrator is John McEnroe. And I had no idea who he was before that series, but like he would always talk about like how he was like a big tennis great. So, and he's pretty funny on there. So that made me, that made me laugh. Cool. Which is like also fun because that's like, like TJR will sometimes throw in like real, real names. Yeah, which confuses the hell out of me because I don't know that many celebrities. Like you're probably less confused, but like <laughs> I was like, oh no, this one's real. Yeah, no, that's really funny. Um, good to know. Yeah. Famous tennis people. Wow. There's okay. a new documentary coming out about, or I guess it's not a documentary, but it's like a dramatic retelling of. Um, Venus and Serena Williams' yeah, childhood. Smith is their dad, right? Will Smith, yeah, 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 yeah. That could be interesting. It looked good. That could be very interesting. It's also cool. I think that it's being made about them while they're still like alive and like working and famous. Yeah. A lot of times these things don't get made till either the end of someone's career or after they're dead. Yeah, so that's it, really interesting. I just saw one of them. I don't remember if it was Venus or Serena. I think they were on the cover of Cosmo. I was like at the supermarket, like waiting in line. Cool. Yeah. I hope they're doing well. Yeah. So maybe we'll digress into a tennis podcast. I doubt it. Never <laughs> oh boy. I think we should probably call it there. <laughs> All right, wait. Okay, was that all the logistics? Oh, yeah. So next week we'll be doing 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. So if you'd like to read along with us, that's where it we are. We feels are feels like we're recording at that time, but we're Bro, not. It's, it's like 9 p.m. It's, eight, it's not even 8.30. <laughs> uh, it's been getting dark so early. I, I'm I know. blaming that. I, I know. That. Well, you go to sleep. I'll write these synopses. Okay. I will go to sleep. But... Lots to come for the Revos. We still got to light California on fire. It's coming oh it's every every week. Every week we're closer. This has been voracious. Happy Halloween. See y'all next time. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Don't let the vampires bite. All right. Bye. Bye.